0: Good afternoon, everybody. This is tap Kuket Welcome to the March 26, 2020 QPSC. As is obvious, Steve Hernandez always wanted us to advance our tech and we're doing it under a different circumstance. This revised format will also be markedly shortened today. I imagine that we will probably get in and out in about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, we're gonna go into roll call. roll call. All right, one more time. Trustee McCat. Here.
1: Trustee
0: Chiquin. Here. There it is,
2: Trustee Hernandez. Here. Hernandez, here.
1: Excellent. Right. Back.
0: With that, we will move into closed session. <laughs> Welcome to the March 26th QPSC. We are back in open session. As everyone knows, there is an altered format in light of government health and safety guidelines. Uh, The format of the agenda has also been markedly shortened. Uh, This is our first Zoom meeting as a QPSC. So some rules to follow, if you will, um, under the guidance of our council who gave a very nice uh, primer on this. Uh, Number one, chat will be restricted. Participants can only chat with the host council. Mike Moy is the host. He will advise me the chair of any issues. Should there be any committee members will be muted and they should raise their hand for comments on questions. Where discussion is anticipated, committee members will be permitted to unmute Otherwise, we ask you to please raise your hand. Committee members can also chat with the host as needed. All other staff participants will also be muted. And the same raise your hand protocol or, or using the chat feature is, is at play. Um, the host, uh, uh, which is council Moore, will share the ad- agenda during the course of the meeting. No other documents are anticipated for sharing other rules of the game speak at around 75% of the pace that you would normally speak, speak into your mic and try to pause after about every two or three sentences. And I think this will help move us along. So with that, we will go to agenda item B, the consent agenda. May I entertain a motion?
1: Um, so moved
3: so moved Second.
0: Uh, on this list for this consent agenda. Am I okay? Huh? There are the B one minutes item. B two is one hybrid CPC charter, five system policies and procedures, eight from Highlands and one from San Leandro hospital. Um, I presume my trustees have done their good work and read. We have a motion and a second. All in favor of approving the consent agenda. Aye. 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 Next is item C, the QPSC chair. Uh, as everyone knows, we include articles for discussion. Those are included in your packets. Uh, our current format isn't, doesn't lend to maximizing the discussion as we typically do. I'm asking everyone to go back and read these articles and I'm going to give a few quick summaries. The first article was entitled, How to Motivate Your Team During Crunch Time. Um, I think it can be argued by all in this room, all at this medical center, that this is crunch time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a nice article. Uh, I'm going to summarize uh, uh, the do's and don'ts as advised from this article. And I know that I'm using this for my teams on a daily basis or striving to. And I advise you to all consider that. The do's from this article. First, check your emotional energy. You can't motivate your team if you're not engaged and excited. Two, break up the work into manageable chunks so that the overall deliverable isn't so intimidating. Milestones can focus the team. I know that this uh, leadership team is being uh, uh, stretched uh, beyond anything they'd ever imagined. And uh, I know that they are doing the work of trying to put it into chunks, and I think that uh, they're following in line with this article before they even read it. Uh, last of the do's: uh, encourage your team members to structure their days in ways that maximize their productivity. I've been in that incident command center, and I've seen how tired the folks are. And I know they are being thoughtful, Louise gassan the the leadership team is about platooning people in there because it's not hard to burn out in that room uh so i i want to say how appreciative i am for that they're trying to structure their team in that regard don't here are the don'ts from the article don't be dishonest or sugarcoat matters uh i think all would agree that sugarcoating isn't going to help us in this time acknowledge to your team the burden and sacrifices involved Everyone here is a carrying burden. Everyone here is making sacrifice uh, on the individual level, our families uh, and, and, and the like. Don't ignore obvious problems. If you see that an employee is struggling, reach out. Ask what roadblocks need to be removed. I myself have encountered struggling employees within my own unit and um, trying to be attentive to them, I think, helps. Don't disappear behind closed doors you need to be accessible and visible to your team and i know that that is happening um so that is article uh, number one how to motivate your team during crunch time any commentary on this you'll have to unmute Craig.
3: I was just wondering if you've considered uh, sending this to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd be, be happy
0: to about uh, 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 a from to this board, board to, to the, the White House. House.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I think one of the things we need to keep in mind is that leaders emerge and have Uh, their character really tested in times like this. And so this is a great article to help leaders understand what's expected. Why do crises and catastrophes make and define a person's leadership? It's being able to stay true to these principles. So I think it's a great article to um, circulate to everyone in the system that super-sized people. So thank you. Of, of course. Of
0: course. Um, um any
1: other comments?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, I'll introduce the second article. article which probably has, has interest, interest to the trustees uh on the QPSC and all of us at large. The article is entitled COVID nineteen response, how boards can take the long view. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'll say is, uh, it's, it's actually not a long article. It's only four pages, but like everything, I like to sort of cut to the chase. There are two kind of closing comments that, that it says here are the two things that the major domains of activity for a board in looking for the long view. One is caring for our workforce. Um, our workforce is on the front lines of this and, uh, you, you can see the fear in their eyes and some 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 components of this organization are managing their fear well and as I like to say to my unit uh, uh, calmness and empathy are going to be good guides as we go here calmness allows us to be rational and methodical and the empathy allows us to 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 to, to help appreciate the perspectives of our, our employees and the fears that they have, uh, when they are confronting something like this that they ne- that we've never confronted before. The second is surge capacity planning. And I'll tell you that is what this team is. Uh, uh my view of the administrative team in partnership with many of the physicians is exactly doing right now. So can we always do better? Of course we can, but I think the principles here, uh, from this article, uh, are not lost on anyone in this organization. So with that, I'll open to this up, uh, this small article up for discussion. Uh, if, uh, uh, trustees, uh, you're actually uh, being seen on your videos. I know you can't see me. If you will physically raise your hand. So, Alexander um, uh, can uh,
3: uh, unmute you. Thank you, Trustee I, I, uh Two good articles, and this uh, one in particular is very timely. I would just add that uh, my reflection on this um, issue, I'm in an organization that's doing a surge right now. (laughs) Quite frankly, we've helped stand up a couple of hotels um, in Oakland uh, in five days uh, for uh, positive uh, homeless people in the area. And I, I, you know, I think it's, See, you, you sort of have to lead in this moment with um, a clear sense of the emotive, the emotions that people are going through, and I, I hear that what you're saying, uh, Chair, and yeah, just underlying that, it's not always easy, uh, it's a part of it, The part of it is being willing to be vulnerable, quite frankly, which... Uh, male leaders in particular weren't trained, uh, until recently to, to do that. So I just, uh, I think we have a lot of that in, in this organization. We, uh, we should use this as an opportunity to expand on the ability to be empathetic and, and it actually to be vulnerable to, the, the fact that this is, uh, by its nature, uh, undefined and overwhelming, Um uh, can't pretend like it's something other than that. So thank you. Thank you, Trustee. Trustee Hernandez? Uh,
1: Equally moved by the article and so glad to see um, very uh, parallel message points about being uh, vulnerable, being clear with people about what's um, at stake and how much everyone really does need to rally together. Um, I think they're both very much uh, a great read, so I appreciate your um, sharing those with us. Um, I think the hardest part for all of us is that we're trying to manage a lot of messages within inside the organization, and yet the meta messages that are external to us are very mixed and very convoluted, and I think they create more of the anxiety, especially when we're hearing today that you know again. Um, there's talk about uh, reducing the restrictions on um, social distancing. And so, again, I think that sparks the fear and, and anxiety because we, we're not able to control those larger messages that are taking place. So we need to do our job internally. We need to do our job very much within the communities that we serve And try to overshadow um, whatever conflicting messages I think are are uh, being stated right now outside of us. So thank Mm you. Uh,
0: Of course, I and and closing on the commentary, I I think it it is a a a great. These are great lessons as has been discussed by both of you to leaders at every single level of this organization uh, from top to bottom about how vulnerability and empathy. paradoxically rather than shows of strength actually will display the strength. Uh, I'll tell a brief story. I'm almost tired uh, right now. I've been up since three o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was called last evening, uh, 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 not emergently but to perform an endoscopy on one of our COVID patients hmm. and, uh, rest assured for everyone in the room. Uh, I, I, uh, that, that wasn't the case. Nonetheless, I went through the exercise, of, of assessing that this probably seemed an appropriate question for me to do. Uh, and, and uh, what I spent last, e- last evening doing was contending with my fear about this and, and um, uh, going in there with a highly aerosolized procedure to perform an endoscopy on someone to help put a feeding tube into their stomach so that they could get a medicine that might help with COVID. And, um, you know, when, the family woke up this morning, uh, you know, I hadn't slept cause I was sort of contending it wasn't emergent and had a little discussion with the kids. The kids were afraid for daddy. And, and, uh, my wife, as you might know, is, is on, on the COVID response team. So, uh, we, we just looked at each other and said, this is, this is our duty. This is, this was my job to do. And we just said, be careful. And I kissed her and I, I came to work and then she followed shortly to go into the COVID response team. I I then went up to the room and was appreciative to the ICU team, and and, and, uh, in my assessment, uh, through some circumstance, the feeding tube that this person needed actually got into place uh, without me. So I didn't need to actually do that, but the exercise nonetheless was there. In my mind's eye, I was going in this morning, and, and the moral and ethical exercise that I went through I think was an important one. And then I just went back to my team because my team is afraid. And when I shared to them how afraid I was this morning, it, 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 uh, you know, I I've been their leader for 12 years and for them to see me kind of a little bit off, uh, in that regard, I I think it, 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 if you will, paradoxically strengthened, uh, uh, my position amongst them. So, uh, I just want to say thank you guys for hearing that article. Uh, we'll probably say that again in the full board, but, uh, It's an important story because, um, you know, I I don't even give myself credit. I'm not even a hero for that. My circumstance was actually very different. I knew that this was a COVID positive patient, so I was going to do extraordinary preparation on the front end. And we do have people on on the, if you will, the battle lines who don't even know if patients have COVID. Uh, You know, I've spent a number of hours in our emergency department, uh, as many of our leaders have, over the past few days. And, and, uh, I, I, just want to, I, I, I can't be more proud of those, uh, of, of the providers, uh, nurses in EVS who are on the front line doing this work and our administrative support who's doing the best to support them in, in a cataclysmic uh, situation, uh, uh, for which we, we've, we've never had operational planning around this kind of disaster because mm-hmm. not been very many people in the world have. <laughs> so, with that, I'll, I'll open up any other discussion if anything, and then I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. Thank you trustees with that. We will close item C. I, I want everyone to make notice of the agenda. The, a number of regular standing agenda items have been taken off uh, in, uh, in attention to our situation. We normally follow with the chief of staff report. Uh, I've, I've had discussion with the chiefs of staff. We're going to defer that report uh, for, uh, for this uh, QPSC session. We normally have a strategic business unit standing report. We've also deferred that report um, uh, uh, as, as we contend with uh, the, our, our COVID response for right now. So that report is also on hold. We, uh, as you know, our next cluster on our standing agenda is safety and then regulatory affairs. The safety report, uh, I, uh, not I, myself uh, in discussion with our CEO, we wanted to relieve our quality team of generating a report when they had other issues to be addressed. So we, we asked them to refer that report as well. You see item D, uh, the regulatory affairs report. This is going to be a very brief report from our Chief Quality Officer, uh, Hussain. It's going to be brief here because we're going to hear a fuller version at the full board meeting. Uh, again, in discussion with President Avaletta and, and CEO Finley, we felt that this particular, uh, discussion needed to be expand beyond the wells of this committee at QPSC. So, with that, I'll open item D for Dr. Hussein to give us a brief preview of what you're going to tell us in both closed at the full board and then open at the full board. All right.
2: Um, so later this afternoon, uh, we'll uh, have an opportunity to speak about the results of the triennial Joint Commission. Uh, survey that occurred at the core, which basically is all includes all facilities except for Alameda hospital. So we'll talk about the results of the survey that were uh, where we had surveyors here from February 24th to 28th, as well as the follow-up work that we will have to do as an organization, um, which includes a Medicare deficiency survey followed by a full revalidation survey. Um, There are some dates that have been modified due to the national pandemic and COVID, um, but that includes um, delivery of finalized um, evidence of standard corrections for our findings by April 6th. And then once the Joint Commission has some better intelligence or information as things pan out around the pandemic, we should expect a Medicare deficiency survey followed by a full survey afterwards. Um, So we'll talk... More about those findings and the work that the organization is doing um, uh, in preparation uh, at, throughout the, uh, the organization. I Any It just raised $5,500,000. That was. It's a new building was
0: before it was
2: Jesus. December. Oh, thank you. we open to restaurant. I
1: the
3: Hello? Okay. Uh, I would. Uh, I just defer questions till the fuller report that we're going to get uh, in a few minutes. Um, yeah, See the that.
1: Yeah, same here. I think we should all be talking together as a board. But Tanvir, I really want to just uh, call out to you and to uh, Dr. Bouquet. So much of my gratitude that you have taken on such a. Herculean task under enormous and extraordinary circumstances so uh, both of you are doing incredible work while also having to see patients and work through such difficult circumstances so I I just do want to acknowledge that and I'm eager to hear what you're going to share with us uh, during the full board meeting
0: specific questions I'm going to ask Dr. Hussein to answer a few specific questions because I'm concerned when questions arise in full board meeting, it'll turn into, it it might be a little bit more difficult to manage. So at least this can protect the three of us from uh, some of the questions which need to come. Uh, Dr. Hussein, will you tell us what a condition of participation uh, in fraction is? So this is just a learning point for us, and this will help us understand better what he's presenting in full board.
2: Cool. Absolutely. So um, basically the joint commission um, is an accreditation accrediting organization that works on behalf of the center for Medicare and Medicaid services. And um, so when we say that we have our deem status, that means that the joint commission is uh, through their survey process, deeming us in, um, in compliance with the conditions of participation when the joint commission comes for their triannual survey if they find based on the severity or uh, widespread nature um, of their observations that they have concerns um, about our ability to comply uh, with the conditions of participation um, they will let us know that we have condition level findings And so later this evening, we will be talking about some of the condition level findings that were observed by the Joint Commission. Um, They do include uh, the governing body, the environment of care, patient rights, infection control, and surgical services. Because there are these condition level findings, um, their first immediate survey would be a Medicare deficiency survey to make sure that we are back in compliance with those conditions of participation. And if the result of that Medicare deficiency survey indicates that we are not back in compliance, uh, then we would be in a situation where we uh, would potentially lose our Dean uh, status. Do
0: the trustees have clarity on that, those very succinct bullet points?
1: Tim um, could you repeat the areas where the deficiencies <laughs> bodies were found? It was governing body and then infection control. I apologize, uh, <inaudible>
2: Trustee
0: Hernandez. I, I'm having trouble hearing you. Um, okay. She, she asked, can you just give a little primer on what the five were one more time? Absolutely. So um, the five condition uh, uh, level findings uh,
2: include the governing uh, body. And um, uh, the reason that the governing body was cited was one, because of the number of condition level findings, as well as the recurrent um, findings that they previously had cited us for. There was condition level finding in the environment of care, patient rights, infection control, and surgical services. And uh, one more time, time, just uh, connecting uh, connecting back to to Trustee Bouquet's prior question about the conditions of participation, Um, Um, if we are unable unable to demonstrate demonstrate compliance with the conditions of participation, um, that would mean that at Jeopardy would be our certification by CMS uh, and our our ability, obviously, um, to provide care to Medicare, Medicaid patients and also the resulting funding.
0: Trustees, does that provide a bit, a little bit better clarity? Because I think we'll sort of be on the leading edge of this as board members, to, and so we have a few more minutes to ask these questions, which we maybe wouldn't have to ask in the full board meeting. And so we're probably at around we We've probably got about two minutes left on the clock. So anything else for uh, Dr. Hussein?
1: No, not directly for uh, Dr. Hussein, but I do uh, know that I've asked for a copy of um the report uh to be placed inside our um uh, board book uh environment and uh, board bandage and uh, that would be very handy if that was available. So, available so i don't know if that can be done soon but it would be really helpful
0: dr hussein would, would it be possible for you to get those documents through uh with approval of the uh, general counsel and uh general counsel can make sure about the vetting of that and we can put that through to the uh, court of the board. Mike, any issue with that? Okay, uh, yes, Trustee Hernandez, that will be executed.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: what was that, hello? With, with that, we will uh, close out um, uh, item D uh, of that report and then we will just, we're, we're bringing this meeting to a close um, the planning and calendar issue tracking that is included in your packet. What you'll note is that I basically suspended regular functions meetings for at least the next month. Uh, because I think the bulk of our time is going to be spent on these two main issues. And I wanted to make sure that we had space. So at least I'm projecting one month ahead. Uh, so I'm projecting next month to be again, uh, some redux of what we're talking about today. I hope that's acceptable to the trustees. As always, I take comments with regard to the forecasting calendar. All good. Right. good. So barring any other items, um, that will uh, close out the tracking calendar, which is item E. We will end this meeting two minutes ahead of time with item F uh, legal counsel's reports. On actions taken in closed session? Yes, the committee uh, considers credential reports approved and action. With that, um, we close our first uh, Zoom meeting of the QPSC, and trustees look forward to hearing from you in just a couple minutes for our open board meeting. Mike, does that close things out or do we sleep them on? That does. And
3: so if.
0: Uh, uh, Actually, uh, uh, Council's gonna advise on how to get to the next meeting. Yes, so uh, we are going to close this meeting. If you lose your connection, you know, simply log back in uh, with the uh, Board of Trustees uh, link, and that meeting will probably start a few minutes late because uh, there is another matter going on, which is delaying some of the trustees, so once we have a quorum, so it's likely going to be about 10 after 5 when that starts, I think. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for your attendance. Uh, we'll see you when we see you.